0: Hey everyone, Bob WP here. Welcome to Do the Woo episode 141. And yes, we are doing a, I call this kind of my off, off monthly podcast because I normally have everything situated for four podcasts a month and uh, on Tuesdays. And this is the fifth one. So I decided to officially call it Woo Chatter just because I always have to make up some name for it. But Aside from that, I thought, why don't I just grab a couple of my co-hosts, the ones I could talk into actually appearing today, and just talk about some WooCommerce stuff and WordPress stuff, and we're just going to, yeah, just, you know, I always like to hear, I don't always get to hear what my co-hosts are thinking, even though they tell me, you know, when we're not recording, but I don't often get to um, have them quite as involved with stuff uh, during the Regular show. So anyway, we have Ronald and Zach. Zach is a new a new co host. He's going to be, you know, maybe at the end he'll he'll talk a little bit about, you know, give you kind of a teaser on uh, a new show that's going to be coming up in October that he will be co hosting with a couple other co hosts. I won't quite commit to them, even though they have committed. I won't mention their names because they'll probably freak freak out if they hear this. But anyway, uh, yeah, cool. So, you know, if you if this is the first time you're tuning in, I, I should go ahead and let my uh, co-hosts at least introduce themselves real quick. Uh, Ronald, why don't we start with you?
1: Hello, hello. Um, thank you for uh, having me. It was a bit of a last minute surprise. <laughs> so, <laughs> my name is uh, Ronald. I uh, I uh, co-host the uh, WooCommerce Roundtable um, as part of Woo. Uh, also a, a partnership manager at Yes, where we create plugins for WooCommerce and a weekly co-host for the WooCommerce London meetup. And that's a little bit about what I do in the WooCommerce space uh, for the rest. Uh, lots of other things. I have two kids and a dog uh, and I pay for a mortgage. So it's uh, <laughs> the usual rat race, I think. Um, but thanks to uh, WordPress and WooCommerce, I can uh, I can do it with a with a smile and with uh, with joy. So, I think that's enough about me. Yeah,
0: cool. righty. Zach. Hey, nobody knows Zach. Who is Zach?
2: Nobody knows me at all. So I'm Zach <laughs> Stepik. I uh, do a little bit of consulting, helping agencies understand e-commerce and help their clients to navigate the complexities of e-commerce. And when I'm not doing that, I am uh, working with Grid pain helping agencies to sell hosting to their customers. And I'm not just talking, you know, your average hosting, but really world-class, scalable hosting. Uh, so that that's what I do. <laughs> um, sure. Yeah. So thanks for having me here today, Bob.
0: You bet. And yeah, it's going to be fun to hear your voice regularly on a um, monthly podcast here coming soon. But thought we would break everybody in with this one with you. And um, of course, Ronald, the old pro, it seems like by now, he's just, um, you know, he just eases his way right into things. So I'm going to start with this question because I, I just have to ask it. Um, what was your favorite thing about WordPress five point oh five point eight? 5.8? The feature, what what came out? What was the thing that really revs your engine? <laughs> Maybe it doesn't rev your engine, but it kind of, you know, did a slight purring noise.
1: For for me, it was lots of little things. You know, the the it's it's lots of things that I've been brewing and we've been talking about, hearing. Um, you knew it was coming. So widgets, uh, you know, uh, block editing. I'm not sure if that's so useful if whether I use it, but it's something that's been in my in the back of my mind for quite a few months now or years maybe um and then there's lots of little things within the block editor itself, and you think wasn't that already possible and here, finally it's here, so I'm not completely surprised with the new features. it seems like they they were there already um maybe because I've been reading and and hearing lots of uh things. I'm more excited about, about what's still to come and how, what sort of effect it will have on the day-to-day things I'm doing and with, with WooCommerce. That's what I'm more excited about. So I knew this was coming. This was, it was an important update to get a lot of the basics right. But yeah, I think the future is where it's, uh, where it's at.
0: Exactly. Anything, anything stand out to you?
1: Yeah, so for me,
2: it's the, the increased push toward block-based editing of everything. So, you know, the, the new full site editing features and the pattern library uh, and seeing how that affects WordPress, because I know that eventually that's going to affect WooCommerce too, in a more significant way than it does today. So I can't wait till we get to a point where the pattern library has e-commerce patterns in it. Because WooCommerce has block- based editing of descriptions, uh, you know all really cool things that could happen in the near future, and uh, really just gets me excited for where things are going.
1: I agree with that. it's the it's being able to to separate the standard look and safely move things around and make it your own. I remember Zach showing me a, a site he did a couple of uh, years ago or so. This this electronic is it cameras? Zach, sorry. Yeah,
2: Clinton Electronics. Their security yeah. uh, vendor. They they manufacture security cameras.
1: And I can just imagine if you if you were to do that now with the with the block editor, that's that's you couldn't do it without doing a lot of code and and digging deeper. But being a I I can just imagine in a few months' time, you could easily do that, and make the look and feel and the length totally different and keeping it fast as well,
2: yeah we're getting closer and closer, and you know i'm uh I'm a member of a Facebook group called the admin bar and uh Kyle from the admin bar actually redid his site in Gutenberg as kind of a test to see um how fast it could be and it's really amazing. Like Gutenberg is it on the surface it's just another page builder, but behind the scenes the CSS it's generating the HTML, it's generating is way more lightweight and it is way faster. I'm seeing higher scores with Gutenberg first design than on uh Core Web Vitals and and the Google, you know, page speed metrics than I've seen with any other page builder. It's pretty amazing.
0: Yeah, I was on um was it this week in WordPress WP Builds podcast earlier this week and we talked about 5.8 and the two things. It was really weird because there were some things like um Ronald said there were some small things that I noticed and I'm actually still trying to figure out if they came out in 5.8 or if they just were always there and I just happened to notice them. So I'm there's, there's some of those things that are um strangely apparent to me now and i don't know why they are now and if they were there before but the two things i liked really more specifically is i like the query loop block because i like to see where that's going to go because that's going to replace a lot of stuff i'm already using you know adding other stuff for so it'll just be interesting to see where that goes and the other one we talked about and i i really like and it's it's that list view how you can drag and drop um the order of your content on the side there. And because I I just spent a lot of time on some of the podcasts, I was moving something from the top of the podcast post to the bottom. And you know how it is when you're grabbing a block or two, and you're dragging them. And it's like, it's just weird. Anyway, I started I saw that little sucker over there. And I started using it um, after 5.8. And I thought, good Lord, I didn't even know this little thing was gonna happen, you know, because I wasn't paying that much attention and it's it's been a lifesaver especially if you have really long posts sometimes I go in and edit so I'm able to go in there and I I I, I know some people say that they've had little buggy problems with it I haven't had any problem with it but it's it's, yeah it's kind of cool so um yeah there's other things I like too yeah definitely but um those are two things that just and I, I think it was that moment of and, you know, an epiphany. Oh, wow. Look at this. Wow. What I can do with this. And that's kind of how I am with these every time there's a major update is I just happen to be in there. Cause you know, I'm, I'm in my editor, at least I would say half a dozen times every day doing something. So I usually notice things pretty quickly and have to adapt to them. Even if I don't particularly like them, I adapt to them because Hey, you know, this is where I live.
1: I've got a question though, um, just it's in my mind and I've heard it say in the past where other page builders, without naming any, any of them, they look at Gutenberg and I know it's it's like uh, Zach uh, mentioned, you can't really compare it with other page builders. But at the moment when it comes to features and feature rich, up until now, I'm pretty sure that pretty much any page builder says, haha, Gutenberg, eat my dust. Do you think at this point, they start to get worried a little bit, or is it still well off the you know the features of what you can do with it? What do you think? Well, so I know
2: some of them are light years ahead of where they think Gutenberg is right now, right? They feel like they've got a significant lead, and some of them do, but Gutenberg's coming up in the rear view real quick, and... Some of them have investors to answer to now, right? So I'm a little concerned for how they move forward in a way that helps their investors maximize their investment, which is of course you know once you take that seed round, that's uh, that's what your your job is, right? So how do they make sure that that investment is maximized when, WordPress itself is catching up to where they are. And I think that's going to drive innovation that we haven't seen for a long time in the WordPress space. So I'm excited.
1: I know that uh, Oxygen um, allows you to convert into Gutenberg blocks. So it seems that, and I'm not quite sure, and don't quote me on this, but whether Divi is working on something similar that also embraces Gutenberg as part of their setup. So maybe that's that's a wise move to to embrace uh, and innovate alongside.
0: Yeah. Um, what I a couple of things that I and it's more, you know, for me personally, I'm like, whatever, you know, it's I'm pretty much that way. But what I hear people talking about a couple couple times there was that, you know, yeah, they're gonna adapt more to each other or the builders are gonna adapt more, but is there gonna be this you know, I, I, I hate to even throw politics in it, but is it going to be like the vaccinated and the non-vaccinated? Is it going to be, you know, kind of divided a bit? You know, the builders and the Gutenbergers. Gutenbergers, I like that. That should be a new, um, maybe McDonald's or something. Anyway, I did, I, I I go off on a tangent there. But yeah, will they become more divided or, you know, will it be worked together? And the other thing I saw, somebody was talking on Twitter, just I think it was yesterday or this morning and they were talking about that particular thing because these are a lot of people that use builders and, and some of them were saying they find that they use the builders more for their static pages and Gutenberg more for the posts. And they're kind of almost have this line divided where they're, you know, Gutenberg they feel is better for posts and the clients or clients, people using it are more comfortable using it for the posts but then they can use a page builder itself to be more elaborate with uh, the pages, the static pages. So, yeah, it's it's interesting to see where, what, what do you think, Ronald? I mean, you had the question, but what's what's kind of your thoughts on that?
1: I, I think you made a good point about the, the division. Um, what I've noticed is that some are nervous about the future, whether they sh- should continue working with Elementor or Divi or Oxygen, um, and when they'll make that switch. I think they're not ready yet to make that switch. And your other observation about the users that um, use uh, Gutenberg or blogs for posts, but for static pages they do a, p- a page builder. Now with the new uh, update to 5.8, I think some of the simple, well, some of the pages now can be comfortably be built, built with with Gutenberg. I also worry, no worry, wonder about the uh, different libraries and how they will incorp- be incorporated and how user friendly they will be with for users. Because if you if you want to build out a uh, a page, how many different libraries will you need uh, to do that? And whether that sort of add and becomes more confusing because everybody will have a slightly different uh, UX on dropping in different um, uh, blocks. But then again, that innovation, the, the the possibilities of dragging in a block that then uh, enables you to activate the plugin or, you know, you have a plugin and it comes loaded with a number of blocks. Uh, so, for example, if you have a, a subscription block, it it is already preloaded with, you know, a three-column subscription comparison or, um, you know, some of the other smaller product page elements. I think because you, you, you create something or you, you design something and that then can be used by many different users, not just Element users or Beaver Builder users. So it would streamline a lot of that development, but it's going to take a couple of years to get yeah. that, to catch up.
0: Yeah, a couple of other comments that were made around just blocks and themes and everything is one was um, on this podcast I was on, and we'll get into maybe themes a little bit more too, is um, – Um, The themes coming with their, you know, yeah, their package blocks. I mean, that's kind of seems like an obvious direction. But uh, the other thing somebody brought up was the blocks as far as the future of how those will be sold are, you know, they said they would like to see people putting together and selling blocks singularly, singularly, I should say. Uh, yeah, that you can go buy, buy this little block for, you know, four bucks, five bucks or something instead of having to buy. And I know exactly how they feel because there's, you know, you buy these block collections and I use one block because I really liked it. And I have these all these other ones I bought that I've never really used. So I wonder if, you know, that whole marketplace will move to, I mean, it's an interesting thing because, you know, thinking of selling these little, you know, kind of lower price because they are that way, um, how that how that'll play out. But um, but yeah, interesting. So so what do you both think about? I mean, when you think of Gutenberg and I haven't really thought about this, but I thought it was interesting because uh, one of you brought this up is, you know, kind of what do you hope to see? with Wu and Gutenberg. I mean, is there like some dream, some vision, something that you think, oh, this will be so cool if this happens. But you know, I haven't really um, um, wrapped my brain around something like that. But I'm wondering if either of you had a, have thoughts on that.
1: In my wildest dream, I think functionality and blocks go hand in hand and that's separate from styling uh, because that's more universal. Um, I know, you know, the way we handle it, some of the styling is done within the plugin setting. Um, if you then want to add it to a, a page builder, you need to use shortcode. So for a new user entering the WooCommerce space, this is quite complicated. I know for us, it's, it's well, shortcode is fine and a bit of styling here, a bit of styling there, that that's okay. But for a new user, that's, that's difficult. So I can see when it comes to onboarding, um, installing a lot of that work is done. And if you want to change the font or the button size or anything like that, your color scheme, it will have an effect on, on, on everything, not just uh, on, on that particular, you know, I was going to say theme, but it's whatever that's going to be called uh, um, in the future so that it will also have an effect on your functionality or plugins.
2: Yeah. I've always been of the opinion that the theme should control the look and feel, and plugins should control functionality. and you know here with uh, with Gutenberg blocks, we have a bit of a mixture of those two concerns right now, but I think that you know long term we'll see the design separate the presentation separate more from the functionality of a block uh, because that separation of concerns is important to making sure that. Every block that's made works everywhere, so I think that's uh, that's definitely going to be an area of focus moving forward. And yeah, we'll see blocks that have crazy amounts of functionality. If you thought that uh, kitchen sink themes were bad, wait till we have kitchen theme or kitchen sink blocks—a single block that can do everything. Somebody's going to build it, and they're going to bundle a whole bunch of other things with it that people don't need and people are going to install it and install all the other things that came in the zip file with it. And now it's just, it's going to happen. We know it's going to happen. The key is to, you know, get the information and education out there about the fact that really presentation and functionality should be different and that uh in my opinion themes shouldn't be adding custom post types themes shouldn't be adding um uh, you know functional things to the admin in wordpress ever so a theme should define the look and feel and then a plugin bundled with the theme can add those other things but it should be optional i'm a bit of a pragmatist when it comes to that separation of concerns though so I know that not everybody agrees with me on that, uh, but I think that's the way it should be done.
1: No, I, th- I think you make a really good point, and it's uh, when when you put it like that, I think it's uh, I think few people would disagree with you. Um, just as you change your kitchen, you know, a block would be the the cupboard, but change the fronts of it. Um, just sticking with the kitchen sink uh, idea, um, you know, y- you can change the fronts and the handles any time, uh, and then it will have an effect on on your whole total kitchen. So absolutely but I think the the plugins coming with part of this this framework that that uh, works with with the theme with the styling I think that that's crucial and at the moment that doesn't always happen because there are so many different themes and there's so often the com- incompatibility uh, for for users or hooks or filters that are not part of their uh, theme setup. And yeah, you can be really angry and, and shout about it. But when you look at some of the themes, how many how many have been sold on on theme forest? You know, then there are tens and maybe hundreds of thousands. And a lot of these users do have a a bad experience when they install something that is coded according to, uh, you know, the, the WooCommerce or WordPress standards, um, because they didn't follow the guidelines. And hopefully, with blocks and everybody keeping. To that separation, just as you said, Zach, uh, fingers crossed, that will solve a lot of, uh, a lot of problems and support requests.
2: Yeah, I really hope so. Um, and you know, the, the interesting thing about it is just that, um, as we move forward into this new world where the entire site can be edited with Gutenberg, where, you know, it's just, it's not just the post editor anymore we're going to see a resurgence of kind of that, that CSS hacker mentality that existed when things like the CSS Zen garden were first out where people were doing crazy things just with, with CSS to transform the exact same page. And I think we'll start to see themes focus more on doing those transformations of markup and plugins focus more on just generating nice clean markup to be themed
1: what a wild dreams we have Bob! yeah I mean, Yes, yeah. is what our wildest <laughs> yeah. dreams are it's, yeah.
0: Uh... Yeah. you know it's interesting uh, going back to uh the blocks and you know having to and Zach just mentioned it again. You know, you have this block that's going to be the super block, the super duper block or whatever that comes comes in. I have, I've been spending some time cleaning up my site and I've actually looking at several different blocks and then I'm looking at what else I have over here and oh, I can use this. Maybe it's a little bit different, but there's one, one um, plugin I put in that has like, I don't know, probably a dozen blocks or something. I won't name it. I mean, it's a good plugin, but I'm using one, one of the blocks and i cannot find any other block that will replicate exactly it's a kind of a query block that pulls in posts archives and it has some formatting that i can do that none of the others have been able to do and it's really it, it kind of drives me nuts because i'm using just this one block on that i used about two or three in the beginning and i guess you could say oh yeah well you know maybe i'll use the other ones down the road but you know, I I really want to get rid of it because it's like I have these, you know, two or three block collections. I've been trying to whittle them together. So I going back to that single block sale type thing, I think would be wonderful because of that. And, um, you know, so, but I'm going to be having somebody redo the site. So I'm just going to let them fix it all and make it all, you know, get rid of all this stuff and do what you can do to make it magically work because they're a lot smarter than me and They'll they'll be able to do it without having to scourge for more blocks. So
1: would that mean that um, you would you would have some sort of marketplace that is connected to your site, and you only download the blocks that you need? But on that marketplace, you have everything.
0: Yeah, because I you know I mean I'm you know I I'm on the bandwagon of I'm willing. I mean I just bought another plugin yesterday. I can't even remember what it was. I'll spend the money on plugins. I have no issue with that, and I'm not. I'm not being trying to be facetious and say that you know because not everybody has maybe a budget or whatever to do that. But it's like if you start, you know, if I can buy these, and yeah, I don't use them for. I mean, if they want to do a year subscription, you know, I end up dumping a lot of plugins before it's out, and you know, I just don't use it. and I don't feel like it was a waste. It served its purpose for six months when I really needed it for something. So that you know, I got the value out of it. I'm happy. So, you know, that, yeah, I'd like to see a market. I, I don't know how that, you know, it sounds like a a crazy nightmare and I don't know if that's going to, you know, happen or if we're going to see that on wordpress.org, you know, with free, free blocks, single blocks, if they will um, be doing that more. Cause, you know, kind of wrapping, you know, what you and Zach just talked about, I mean, with the themes and everything, it, it, people seem to have these mentalities that we, have to bundle everything together and make it, you know, like, Ooh, cool. And, and I've always been on the mindset when I find a plugin, Oh, this plugin does one thing and it does it good. And that's why I like it. You know, it doesn't do a billion things. I mean, there's a place for that, but those, those single functional, s- simple, this is what I need it for. And if it's like I said, if it's just for, a, you know, a few months, that's cool. I'm I'm willing to do it because that's what it does, you know, and I don't have to mess with anything else. So,
1: but it sells though, isn't it? If you if you have the 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 magic toolbox that solves all your problems, it it's the same for themes. You know, you buy a theme, it comes with this, it comes with that, and you know, as as a as a starter, you think, wow, that's really good value. Yeah, it's the same with plugins. I think that, but that's you know, in time, you get the experience. You think, ah, actually, I don't need that because. Just for that one thing, it just drags everything, slows everything down.
0: Right. You know, and it's easy for me to say because I don't build any of this stuff, you know, so I can say all this stuff and other people can shudder and say, Why are you even saying that, Bob? Because, you know, do you realize what goes behind this or that? So um, it's easy to do. Anything else on the, the theme front you wanna? Um I think Zach touched a lot on that.
1: I wonder what you think about the future of, of themes. what what's your You know, is there an expiry date for themes and, you know, maybe how long? I don't know. What what do you see for for the future happening?
2: So I think that themes will become a generalized look and feel along with um, a set of block patterns that are designed to create a specific look and feel uh, and use the Gutenberg editor to do it. You know, a, uh, a theme may come with a block pattern for how it envisions a gallery should look, or how it thinks a list of testimonials should be shown, or what it thinks a hero image should look like. But it, it's just going to be patterns built on top of core Gutenberg. That's my opinion. That's That's where theming is going.
1: So do you think themes will... Yeah. Will they evolve or they have to reinvent themselves?
2: I think they'll evolve. Um, the most popular themes right now that I see are either of the kitchen sink variety where they try to do everything or they're really incredibly simple and they're intentionally simple to leave room for page builders to do their job. Right. Um, You know, page builder framework, uh, the hello theme by Elementor, you know, even Beaver Builder's uh, Beaver Builder theme are are all just designed to get out of the way. Uh, Astra is very similar in that it's designed to get out of the way. So all of these really simple themes that provide basic structure and basic design that allow the page builder to really shine. That's where I think the future lies, and we'll start to see some of these, you know, gigantic, uh, these gigantic themes that are kind of monolithic in their construction, start to drop off because they're just not needed anymore.
0: Hey, Bob W.P. here, and I'd like to take a moment to thank two of our pod friends for their support of Do The Woo. When you build a client site, after the fact, you are doing one or two things. Continuing to help them maintain their site, or simply handing it over. Now, whatever the case may be, you need to give your clients even more confidence in running their Woo shop. OS Training has a great collection of WooCommerce tutorials that will help your clients get the most out of their site. And as a bonus for you, the builder, you can also find training to enhance your knowledge as they continue to grow their WordPress and WooCommerce developer training. So whether it's for yourself or to help your clients understand and take control of their WooShop, OS Training has you covered at OSTraining.com. Need to help your clients create optimized sales funnels using their WooCommerce shop? WooFunnels gives you and your clients all the tools needed to create high-converting funnels using WooCommerce. And to add to that, their CRM lets you create broadcasts and automated workflows with unlimited contacts. Because in the end, it's not just building the shop, but building sales and a solid customer base. Visit buildwoofunnels.com to learn more. And now let's head back to the show.
1: I have another question because you you're more in um in tune with, with the builder community and freelancers. Do you think do you hear people being worried about work for freelancers and solopreneurs and agencies? Because things either become simpler or quite the opposite. Things become so complex that you you need you need more developers and designers to make it make it happen i know wordpress wants to simplify things but maybe as a result it just things become way more complicated
0: yeah it seems like there has been you know i mean it's been interspersed a lot in different podcasts and you know i hear that you know there's always going to be the spot the space for developers that you just you need their, their help. I mean, it's just going to happen because you can only take it so far. I mean, I'm, I'm a perfect example. I've, you know, I'm not a developer. I the design background, but I built my sites in WordPress since I started using it for, you know, 14 years ago. And now I'm at a point where I'm looking at things and I'm thinking I've got a you know, hopefully it's not once every 14 years for everybody. Cause that wouldn't quite spread the joy enough, but I am looking, I am hiring an agency with, you know, developers and the whole shebang to basically do it. Cause I know I, what I need next is not something I can do or I have the ability to do. So I think there's always going to be room for that. And I think that's what everybody's hinted towards. Uh, it, it was it was interesting though that one of the um, podcasts I was talking with, um, I don't know if you, I think I know Zach knows him really well, Brad Morrison with uh, uh, GoWP, and he was talking about the the challenge of finding good qual- quality developers right now is really really rough, and it's you know I he didn't really say exactly why I'm sure there's a lot of variables but, you know, the uptick in the needs for online stuff, but also, you know, just finding, you know, th- yeah, it's easy to, I hate to say, jump on the bandwagon and, and say, you know, I'm a developer now and I'm building this because everybody wants a WooCommerce site. So those those really qualified developers are becoming a little bit less and less, you know, I mean, not less scarce. They're becoming scarce, basically. And he, he felt that, that wasn't going to be changing anytime soon. There was going to be a challenge of finding those, and I think you can see just from the WordPress space how many people are, you know, constantly saying we need this. We have these openings, and I, yeah, I'm sure they're they're filling them eventually. So, and I, I don't think people are worrying so much about, you know, I think everybody will freak out to some point. You know, it's like I've I've gone through it myself over the last many years you you think okay because of this is happening you know people are going to need me less and less for this i did that in logo design i designed logos in my marketing business for 17 years and i designed logos you know and you would, people would spend a lot of money for a logo and in 20 about 2010 i think is when they started doing the crowdsourcing and you know things were coming on site saying hey you know you can get $99 logo here and I you know sure that's not for the corporate but suddenly it was like everybody's going after that because you know compared to paying you know two three four grand for a logo people were saying hey you know I can go and do this and I was at that point I, I looked at it and I finally decided you know I can't swim upstream anymore. I can't compete with this stuff and I don't f- really feel like competing with this. So I just dropped a logo design for my services in a blink of an eye. I mean, you know, it didn't happen overnight, but it was an eventual thing. So I think, yeah, it's all these little pieces of it that are, people are going to, um, you know, I think there's always going to be a need for developers. There's always going to be a need for implementers. Somebody was talking about implementers that aren't really developers or better at putting the tools together On a site, they don't really understand the code. It's like how I would design sites, WordPress sites for many years. I I knew what everything worked together, and I knew what decent, good design was, and I used those. But you know, tell me to start getting into the code, I couldn't do it, and I let people know that. So I I think one of the things that came out of that conversation was, I think you just need to be upfront with what your talents are, and really hone in on that and tell people, you know, I can do this and I can do that and I, you know, no I can't do that. I'm not for the job. So it's I think there's still room. I think it's going to, you know, I I, don't, I think some are probably freaking out, but you know, unfortunately if you get into the space of, you know, unless you're looking for, you know, work and you're maybe having troubles finding positions, but if you're doing this for yourself, if you're getting into that whole space of yeah basically freelancing whatever you unfortunately you need to learn really quick that you just need to adapt and change and be flexible for the rest of your life as far as what if you're going to do that because other words you won't survive and that's how i've survived
1: for you know you you gotta evolve isn't it yeah If if you're stuck
0: yeah over like you know i've been doing this for like 30 some years which is really horrifying to think But, you know, and that's how I've survived. And sure, I've had some really sucky times, too. And I've had to really, you know, rethink things and stuff. It hasn't all been just, you know, I haven't been laying in a a, a bathtub of gold coins. um, Just, you know, (laughs) wallowing in that for, in fact, I don't know if I've ever done that. Actually, I'm still waiting for that moment. But, but um, yeah, I think it's, you know, I think there's, you know, it's just, yeah, it's everything just, I mean, God, we're in technology and things change so quickly. And if you got into this field, you gotta do that. You gotta adapt, and you gotta realize that things can change. You know, bam, like that. And
1: can you imagine falling asleep for one year, and then waking up in a year time? Would you still be able to do it? I mean, you've got to be on top of it all, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's. Uh, yep. It's not. Somebody was saying on Twitter the other day. Yeah. Uh, and then it's kind of the old adage, you know, freelancing isn't for everyone. Working for yourself isn't for everyone. It's tough, you know. It is. And I, I, you know, and sometimes I think, you know, I'm at a point where, you know, my life and how long I've been doing it, it's not going to change. I'm just, you know, I'm going to go the full, you know, court or whatever on it. But it's, there's a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff with it. And it's not, you know, I mean, I I don't think honestly I would trade it, you know, even the last few years I would ever trade it because it just, it works for me. I've found my sweet spot. Maybe, you know, there's, there's still challenges. It's not, oh this certainly isn't all roses, a bed of roses.
2: Well, I mean, not to, you know, throw us on a, uh, a nostalgia trip, but uh, Bob, do you remember when people were worried because we were moving from the hot dog HTML editor into IDEs like front page? and go live and dreamweaver yeah that was the only thing go live and dreamweaver was
0: what helped me to finally create horrific looking html sites yeah and so that was because i never wanted to get into the web stuff so i actually dove into that and it was like it was it was no better it was no more soothing for me it was just as frightening and you know i think back of some of the sites i built. So um, I but, you know, I remember at that point, it was almost like I was the, you know, kind of the the what how people look at now, you know, you're not a developer, you're just coming in and do this. I felt like I was doing that because I was just jumping into it randomly because, you know, I, I had a business for years and years, but I felt like I needed to try to grasp my brain around
2: online building online at some point. Do, do people use what? single pixel spacer GIFs in tables anymore? No. You know, <laughs> have we have we evolved beyond where we started? Absolutely. And we keep evolving beyond where we've started.
1: Isn't there a, a spacer block? I, I read that. It was a WP Tavern or something like that. Somebody pointed out a spacer block. So we, we might come back to that.
2: Yeah, we might. And, you know, the thing is that, I was, I was a flash developer. I'm not afraid to tell people that, you know, I, I built flash websites. I built really cool flash websites and none of them had skip intro on them. Thank God. Um, but you know, I built applications with, with action three and, you know, built with crazy companies and taught at crazy places like IBM and, uh, bear paint and, discover financial and they were all using action script and then it disappeared overnight. Why? Cause technology changes, right? And now we're oh, getting yeah. back to the level of fidelity that I was able to achieve then with HTML five and, you know, CSS uh, three and the, the things that are changing in, in the front end world. We're finally getting to a level of fidelity that's similar to what we were doing back then and it's all cyclical. So eventually the tools we're using today will evolve just like Gutenberg has evolved as a new part of WordPress and things will change. People have been scared every step along the way as the industry has morphed around them. I remember people who ran agencies being scared, of Squarespace. Now Wix is the big elephant in the room that people are getting worried about, right? And none of them have ever toppled the other technologies that are out there. They've just augmented. There are tons of businesses, tons of websites to build. The fact that one out of every three is built using our tool of choice is pretty phenomenal.
0: Yeah, the WP on the end of my name has worked good for eleven years so far. So we'll we'll see how long that'll that'll um, last. It's yep. how long of a lifetime it'll have.
2: Yep, I think that yeah, you know, we're just starting to see another landmark shift in where things are going. And block based editing was an er- was a direction that the industry was pushing, right? the The page builders existed before Gutenberg did.
1: Yeah it it drives innovation though doesn't it this 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 one goes a bit faster than the other uh and and that naturally pulls everybody else in through uh with them uh so the wix is just as important to wordpress as all the page builders and wordpress is just as important that it is for for squarespace because you know you look at each other and and you move forward because if there's no competition we'd still all be on internet explorer which, by the way, it will be dropped by uh, the support for IE eleven uh, in the five point eight.
2: Finally, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've I've been long waiting for Internet Exploder to die a painful death. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we haven't we haven't talked about the geotone images. Is that something that you're going to play be playing with? Because I saw um, um, Matt uh, in a interview in um, um, for WordCamp Europe like oh this is really exciting this is amazing the duotone i am actually quite happy with the more um the the, the edit, uh, photo editing within wordpress because i'm lazy i just i wouldn't say i upload raw images but i quite happily cut uh, and <laughs> make a few changes while it's already uploaded in wordpress
0: yeah you know it's interesting because i i was thinking of that uh the other day and. Um, so you're talking to somebody that, you know, I, I can't remember what it was called. Photoshop before it was Photoshop. It was something and darkroom image, dark room or something like that. So I've been using and now I use Affinity. I switched over from Photoshop, Adobe's to Affinity. And I, I'm in this habit. I still upload every image I put onto my, um, you know, for my featured image or whatever I put into Affinity now. I resize it. I optimize it. And I, I, most of them, I change to black and white because I like black and white images. So kind of consistent, but the, but talking about duotone, I'm, I'm curious about it because there's some images on there that I have that are old images that I didn't, um, change to black and white. And I'm thinking, well, I can probably go in and mess with the duotone enough to make it look, you know, black and white, which will be a, a bit of a time saver because I don't want to spend the time to actually re you know do an upload and stuff but but um I think it I think it's cool I won't use it personally because my workflow you know unless it's an afterthought or something like oh I should have done this but um I've I've always been I I love duotones I mean you're talking about somebody that comes from print days and we used to do a lot in duotones because then you didn't have to go full full blast on um full color printing and stuff so you spent you, your life was around duotones. Hey, we can do a brochure with two colors. You know, we can save some money on printing and we can make this cool duotones on it. So
2: more nostalgia from my corner. Uh, do you remember Designing Web Graphics by Linda of lynda.com fame? The the first book on designing web images. She talked about using, uh, using duotone and using halftones to reduce jpeg and and gif image size Um, it was one of the first optimizations that people would do so again things come full circle now this is the cool thing to do because we can support it with svg filters and with css filters Um, so that's that's what's behind all of the functionality in the duotone uh feature in the media library uh is svg filters and the css filter property Um, but as a photographer, I'm excited. Like I, I love taking really cool, high contrast photos to begin with. And now I can use them in unique ways for cover images and, and other, you know, hero images and have them still in the article somewhere, but have the hero image have a different characteristic without actually editing the image at all just by applying a filter over top of it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Do you use some WebP um, format for your images? Is that something that you've been playing with to upload, as it's now part of the five point nine?
2: I don't have a really good image optimization workflow for WebP yet. So, until I really understand where the savings are, you know, because I use each image format for the the purpose of creating the smallest possible image. In every context. So there are times I'll use a non-animated GIF still, just simply because it produces a smaller image and it looks exactly the same. Um, Or I'll use SVG if it makes sense. Uh, But there are very few times that I'm using WebP right now, just simply because we're so early in the support.
0: Yeah, Until it's easier from... until it's as easy for me to do that, with as I can do with a JPEG or PNG, I won't be doing it just because. Yeah, I have no workflow for it. It's just you know I've got my thing down, and you know my images personally, my images aren't you know it's they're they're working as they are.
1: Yeah, the gain the gain is is marginally little for yeah.
2: Yeah. So anyway, so. Cool. Though a lot of marginal gains add up to a really big gain if you do them all together. And that's uh that's something I have preached for years, right? Small little things. Um like one of the things that I was really excited about when I first learned about uh about grid pain, the, the platform I'm working with, um, uh, is that they do OCSP stapling which is certificate response stapling. So the server caches the response for an SSL certificate so that you don't have a 250 to 400 millisecond round trip to a certificate authority to get that certificate back, but once every two weeks. So uh, little things like that really add up and it's how I've gotten sites below a half a second load time.
0: Well, cool. Well, I, I knew we'd have no, you know, no problem talking, um, filling the time We're we're getting up to, well, not quite an hour, but I usually don't go that quite that long in all the podcasts. Um, but yeah, this is, this has been fun just to occasionally maybe, you know, pull in something like this. I think I'm doing this. I have an extra episode in September at the end of September and I'm bringing in Jeff Chandler. I'm going to talk to Jeff. He's going to, I'm going to just you know, we'll probably talk about WooCommerce, but he's got some new stuff coming around. People may know him from originally WP Tavern. Yeah, I just thought it'd be fun to bring Jeff on. So these are kind of my little random shows. Uh, I guess we could call them as well. And we, you know, we didn't talk a lot about Woo, but we did talk a lot about Woo. Because it's it's, it's interesting because sometimes I think, you know, it's, it's not always Woo specific. It's WordPress and WordPress Who's on top of WordPress. So everything that affects, you know, I mean, we look at all these different things that we're talking about affects WooCommerce. So it's not like it's, uh, it's always, uh, uh, you know, has to be spot on to WooCommerce with everything, but cool. So any, any final thoughts with either one of you um, before we, um, any, well, how
2: about, is there anything you want to share, you know? Um, I I guess, you know, things that I would like to draw attention to, uh, WordFest just happened. And I had the fortune to uh, get a spot emceeing a four-hour block in the Asia time slot.
1: What time was that for you in the Asian?
2: 11 p.m. to 3 a.m.
1: Oh, okay. It's just just when you wake up.
2: (laughs) So I wasn't up any later than normal. Um, No, just a little later than normal, but. It was nice. Uh, it was a really good time and the entire event was great. Uh, the replays are starting to be posted if you missed it, uh, at wordfest.live. Um, uh, you know, and that's all put on by big orange heart, which is an organization that helps all of those of us who work from home to work from home in a, in a better, safer, and more sane manner. Um, by giving us a community where other people are running into the same things that we are. Uh so thank you to Dan and to Kate and to Michelle and the team that ran Wordfest. Uh, I had a great time being part of it and I can't wait for the next one.
1: I don't think there's any WordCamp big ones. There are probably a few small ones planned, but there's nothing I haven't heard of anything else big event wise.
2: Oh, yesterday they announced WordCamp US twenty twenty one.
1: But in the next month, there'll be a call for speakers, a call
2: for sponsors, a call for volunteers, tons of opportunities to get involved uh, with WordCamp US online. It will be uh, October 1st. So, uh, and again, it's
1: online and free. When do you think uh, physical WordCamps, is there talk about it in the US about returning maybe local ones? I think we're looking at 2022. Um,
0: If all goes well, I guess we could say, you know.
2: Yeah. I would hope that early 2022, we're in a better spot than we are right now. But if we're not, you know, we have uh, great people like like Dan and the the Big Orange Heart team and uh, Jan running all of his summits and uh WordCamp US running a, a virtual event, and yeah, you know, there's there's no shortage of virtual things you can get involved with.
0: Yeah, yeah, cool. And it's it's interesting because I saw a little chatter on Twitter about the conferences, not to get into because I know we're getting up on time here. But well, we could talk forever, and really, it doesn't matter. But um, it's yeah, it's what what it um somebody was talking about it and saying that they have actually, because they kind of went out of WordCamps and, you know, out of that space. They said, general conferences, what's the feel? And they said that there's a lot of feel in that industry that we'll never see 2019 again. They said, it's not going back to the way it is, conferences. So I think, and what that exactly means, you know, it doesn't mean we're all doing it online, but there's just, I think there's going to be some conferences that just say, hey, we're going to do it this way from here on in. I, I really think it's awakened some and there will be you know at some point we'll get back to the in-person and how people you know how that all plays out it's one of those things that like i mean who who do we ask when will they start again because everything keeps you know like throwing a wrench in things you, you never know what the next little hiccup will be or big hiccup or no hiccup you know hiccups will finally go away
1: i wouldn't want <laughs> to be the first uh, organizing team of a WordCamp, of a physical one because I think there'll be a yeah. lot, quite a lot of stuff to to go through and a lot of criticism. But there's a lot of um, innovation that because of the pandemic, uh, especially within WooCommerce, that I hope will will keep. Will I mean not just WooCommerce but e-commerce in general?
0: Yeah,
1: you know, uh, paying online for a lot of the stuff that we used to ju- you know have to carry cash for um, you know, the the way that you book things and slots and you know you you're being welcomed and you're not going to be totally overcrowded or unexpected with lots of people. Or the other day, you know, that was in a restaurant and said, Oh, just scan a QR QR code and pay your bill and you can just walk out. Yeah. You
0: know what's interesting about and not to divert from that, but we live in a beach community, a small beach community. So we have a lot of tourists that come in and we're actually a few restaurants have closed down because of that. And we're like in Washington state where one of the counties we're in a very unusual County. Uh, I'll just put that word without saying getting politically, but, um, it's, it's in Washington state. It's, you know, we have a higher, um, whatever, but the, the whole mess going on. But what I was going to lead into say is there's people complaining now because these restaurants are not offering takeout anymore because they were doing it during, you know, when it was worse and they were having to be closed and they couldn't do it and all this stuff. And they're saying, you know, they're just complaining, moaning and groaning. And these restaurants are saying, you know, takeout takes a staff of its own to manage, and we don't even have staff right now to manage our existing situation. So now people are already, you know, it's it's the changes that this has made where it's like, we can assume some things will continue on forever because no, this is cool now, we rather do takeout than go sit in a restaurant, you know, but then there's those other factors that play into it. So everything's just kind of building on, you know, even with the WordPress plugins, somebody was saying that the WordPress plugins had that spike in sales. I was reading that, I don't know if it was on post status or what, there was a conversation and now it's starting to level out again. And they're saying, you know, the bubble that was there that got all those sales or whatever. And I'm not sure if that reflects on WooCommerce stuff and e-commerce, because I've heard some people with e-commerce say, oh, you know, this is going to the wave is going to hit big and continue. It's even going to get bigger as we move on. And other ones are saying, oh, no, we're we're starting to mellow out again. You know, it's starting to, you know not level out to what it was maybe before but not as high as it was during that time so man there's so many things that
1: can i give you a little insight from from what i see yeah sure so true we had that peak in uh, april uh, sort of march april may last year and uh, what i see now is we we continue on that high step and growth is not at the same level as the the, the start of the pandemic but we, we we remain high and i think that anybody who went online and put their brick and mortar store online are not going to take down the website they will continue growing and they will see that as an additional uh, revenue stream because now it's there it it, it doesn't co- in you know relation to a member of staff it's very little cost you continue
0: yeah, that's interesting to hear from you because I've heard from some hosts that said just the opposite, that they see a lot of these people that have done that have already abandoned their sites and that a lot of people are feeling. And that, I think that was part of that conversation that said that, you know, a lot of them are, yeah, they use it for a while. Now they're just, okay, whatever, you know, it's going to sit there and they're not even really doing much with it, if anything. so see that's what's so crazy is you never know what sector and what piece and that's that's i'm glad you shared that because i was curious hearing you know kind of straight from the horse's mouth
1: i think this is a this is a discussion on its own isn't it the 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 trends throughout the pandemic whether they (laughs) remain i could talk a lot more about that for sure
0: but anyway well let's go ahead and wrap up i'm just going to thank our sponsors Uh, One last time, OSTraining.com and WooFunnels.com. Do check them out. Appreciate their support and appreciate all our sponsor's support. So, first of all, Ronald, thank you for jumping in at the last minute. Um, Appreciate it.
1: Uh, Thank you. I I always enjoy talking to you and with Zach as well. It's always insightful, so really happy.
0: Cool. And Zach, you know, this was going to be his first um, co-host gig and our our guests just things kind of went sideways and stuff. So we pulled it together and yeah, he he's, he's already um, primed for whatever's to come in the future here.
2: Yeah. I think we're, uh, we're going to have a lot of fun with the, yeah you know, the, the different perspectives we're going to bring in to do the woo. Uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun moving forward.
0: Cool. righty. Well, everyone, yes, there will be some, lot of a lot of exciting stuff going on here in october so watch for that a couple months away of course so you know we'll continue on until then as we've been have been doing but um yeah just keep your you know ears and eyes open you're going to hear more voices you're going to hear less of me which always a is a godsend for anybody out there so um yeah we are good to go so until the next time keep on doing the woo